I don't, you know, don't wait for perfection. You're never going to get there. So right. don't even do it. Just go ahead and throw it out there. Welcome to the American Lean Podcast, where we cover five topics in five days in about five minutes. The only place in the world where you can get daily lean coaching. Your host is Tom Reed, and he shares his 30 years of experience and covers leadership, culture, entrepreneurship, lean methodologies, industry 4.0, and interviews special guests on their lean journey. We're glad you're here. So let's go. Welcome in to the American Lean Podcast. It's Friday, and on Fridays, we interview companies on their lean journey. And this week, I'm lucky enough to talk with Tim Baer, the president of Hanson Plastics in Elgin, Illinois. So Tim, welcome in. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So let's begin real simple. Let's tell us about yourself and your business. I was lucky enough to join Hanson Plastics back in 1995, so I've been a long-term employee so far, and I'm fortunate to be in the, the, the lead support role here at HBC. We are a custom injection molder, have um, 135 employees, and we've uh, been trying to grow every year with our based on our ESOP, so we're employee stock ownership program here okay. at HBC, and we've just been you know trying to keep, keep moving forward and changing every day, so we really push the continuous improvement here. Oh, that's awesome. What uh, industries do you serve? So we serve anywhere from the automotive is uh, about 20% of our business up to uh, commercial products, which is another probably about 19%. So we're pretty well diversified across. Water filtration is another large component of our business. The, you know, one of the great parts of our founder, Elmer Hansen, was they kept, kept us uh, diversified and made sure that we kept that in mind every time we grow so we don't get hit by these recessions and so forth. Oh, that's great. Every lean journey is different. How long have you guys been on your lean journey? So we started, really started digging into it in about 2012. Um, I want to say we dipped our toe in a little bit around 2010, 2011, but really okay. started our journey in 2012. Okay. Why did you begin that? What did you hope to gain? We happened to listen to um, Paul Akers speak at huh. one of our okay. app organizations. We were sitting around and we were listening to him talk and then we got to sit around later in a smaller group and you know he talked about culture is a reflection of you well it, it at that time it made a it hit home but at the same time we thought we were doing well mm-hmm. until probably about i want to say it was probably three months later uh i had my family come in super proud to have my family come in you know hearts racing can't wait to show them what's All going right. on and as i walked out in the plant it was uh, a mess and oh. then they walked to the next press it was a mess and and then I just realized I was just making excuses for people. And what came to mind is that, you know, this is a reflection of me. Realize that we need to have a plan going forward. We want to design our culture and not have it by default. So then we started talking about how are we going to make that happen. And, you know, Paul Akers, two-second lean, you know, fix what bugs you really came to mind. Mm-hmm. No, that's great. So you obviously took the time as a leader and president of the company to reflect and say, you know what, this isn't what I want. We need to do something different. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't, I'm sure nobody else wanted it, but they were probably, you know, at the time not ready or willing to say something, you know? Sure. So, yeah, it just, just went that, you know, and it just went the way of uh, default and just letting it happen. So what have been some of the results that you've seen from, you know, your lean journey? Some of the real big benefits. You know, some of the biggest benefits, you know, there's a lot of tactical things we've gained over the, over the years here. Um, we've, We've been able to cut our customer complaints by half every year, oh, wow. except for one, and one was only one of them. We cut by forty percent. So 
they've done a great job learning uh, problem-solving skills and really getting the root cause. Uh, we've had sales per full-time equivalents increased every year, basically the last five years. Uh, scrap has decreased 32% year-over-year. Uh, backlog, I mean, we started this in 2015, really getting the numbers and when we moved into our new facility, and we had a $615,000 backlog, and as of last year, we were averaging $2,000 of backlog. So we really um, got a lot of, got our velocity through the plant mm-hmm. using a lot of the improvements. And, you know, and on the non-tactical side, you know, the growth of the individuals, the people I'm fortunate to lead, uh, it's just been tremendous. I mean, I think they're, they're even better leaders themselves, but yet right. they're even better parents. They're better parents and better spouses from what everything they're, you know, they're getting a chance to go through and try here. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, people think that lean is around tactics and tools, but the reality is it's, it's all about culture change. How can you identify the culture you want and work to develop the culture you want? And, and when you do that, you see some of the great results like you're talking about. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and that's really the, what we've, we've come to see more here towards the, you know, when you get down to the outside that tackle, it's like, you know, if we know if we really work on the root, we're going to get the fruit, right? So, mm-hmm. and it's not just about dollars. It's about just feeling good, uh, positive energy, you know, everything that makes people want to come to work every day, be engaged, take a chance, try and fix what bugs you. Don't sure. hold back. You know? Oh, very so cool. I think gives them a lot of energy. Yep. That sounds fantastic. That's the plus side. What have been some of the biggest struggles you guys have seen on your lean journey? Trying to get the vision and the, the clarity of what the lean journey looks like. You know, um, there's no end to it. You mm-hmm. know, making sure that we get that out there, educating everyone on that and how, it, how do you sustain it. So it's easy when you have that group and then you have other people come in and you want the culture to be able to, you know, pull these people in and make them just as powerful as everybody else. But making sure it's really clear and sustainable. Um, it's been some of the things that we've struggled with. It's sustainability, like a lot of people. It's sure. tough because uh, we do a lot of Kaizen events and then just, you know, two-second improvements. But what we've found is through that is that we're learning auditing is a huge portion of our success. So going back when things are put in place, doing Gemba walk audits and okay. doing customer complaint audits and doing audits to make sure that we're still following our system and we just don't let it just don't let it wash away, you know, so we, we want to make sure that we sustain it. Sure. You mentioned Kaizen events. Can you tell us a little bit about how you guys handle Kaizen events? Yes. So we do anywhere from a three to a five day Kaizen event. And really it's identify the problem, identify the future state, and then how do we close that gap over that three to five days? We've done, um, you know, anywhere from office to our, our very first one was actually account receivable and okay. payable. So okay. just how do we how do we get that process going through with velocity and making sure it gets done quick and accurately. You know, it went really well and then so then we started rolling it out into the plant. That's where that's where we were saw we were backsliding on some and that's where they when we were doing them in the previous years back in two thousand and fourteen, two thousand thirteen, we'd see a lot of that slide, but now with the auditing we try and keep that, you know, keep that sand pushed up for that castle so it doesn't wash away. Okay. Do you have like a backlog of events that you go through once a month or just kind of see where they're at, the status of them? Yeah. So what we'll, we'll do is we go through, and that's the other thing that we've changed quite a bit here is, you know, we, we always had, you know, the business plan and everything else, but we were, I don't know, we did, well, we did a poor job of staying focused. We, you know, chase a shiny object out mm-hmm. in the plant, like, oh, this is bad. Well, let's go fix that. So we started policy deployment about four years 
four, yeah, four and a half years ago. Okay. That really helped keep us focused. And then, then we aligned all of our Kaizen events with the policy deployment, making sure that, hey, how does this help us get to our goal? Great. Uh, and then, and then we also rolled into, this is our second full year, second year of using, uh, the 40X process to execute that, that, uh, strategy. So we're using the 40X to keep that in line. So then how do the Kaizen events line up where we're at in our wildly important goals in the 40X? So mm-hmm. we make sure that they have to validate one of those to make sure that we're going forward and, you know, improving what needs to be proved as a, while we're all rowing in the same direction. Right. Yep. And I'm keeping aligned, which is very, very important as you do events. Oh, absolutely. So I also noticed you guys do things across two value streams. You mentioned having a blue value stream, which I think does your longer term runs and your a white value stream. I may have them backwards, but yeah. tell us a little about that. You know, you're using one set of or, of the organization to do kind of your longer stuff and, and some of the, the shorter yeah. stuff. Tell us about that because that's great. So when we started our journey and, and before we moved into our new facility in 2015, we were looking at how do we, how do we maximize, you know, our, our, greatest asset, which is, uh, you know, our employee owners who are working out there on the floor touch the parts last before they go in the box, right? That's, yep. that, that they're the last touch point before it gets to our customers. So how do we, how do we work around that? And we had a lot of fluctuation today. We need, you know, 30 people and the, uh, tomorrow we need 40. The next day we need 20. So we had a lot of fluctuation and a lot of chaos and the chaos was causing a lot of stress on everybody in the plant. So when we went to move, we looked at our, our workload and we started breaking it up into swim lanes. Okay. And, you know, looking at it like, okay, if we run these jobs and swing these molds, it should add up to a, a full year's worth of product. And we know that it takes X amount of labor, so why don't we put that one here? And we started building a puzzle with the jobs we had. And what we realized is that we have two basically businesses here, short run, high mix, and long run, low mix. And so we, we broke up between the white and the blue value stream so we could be more concentrated on being efficient at what we're doing. So if we don't have a lot of changeovers, we want to be really efficient at uh, robotics, automation, mm-hmm. uh, setup. And then, but if we want to, we got to swing a lot of molds, we're in the blue value stream, we have to do maybe 12 changeovers and then the white value stream might do two. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure we're, we're really, we're doing a lot of staging in the blue value stream, like carts and ready to go and trying to things to speed that process up, not so much the molding side of it. So sure. we realized that we were, we had a lot of different um, people had, people had to make a lot of changes in their personality as the day went on, just depending on what they were working on. So we wanted to break that apart and we, our P and L split between the two values. Oh, okay. So, so everybody has their own uh, personnel and then they, they have their own P and L, their sales, their profit, their gross profit, you know, so, so we make sure that we identify that so we can see where, where we might have issues and we can work on those. So like uh, if we see that we're FTEs dropping or sales for FTEs dropping in one, we know that we need to look at, can we do to increase that, you know, our sales in that area that com- compared to the other. Sure. No, that's fantastic. Yeah. I, the reason it struck me is because a lot of times when I go into organizations and work with them, I do the exact same thing. I, I said, look, you guys got almost two businesses here. You got a slow lane and a fast lane. It's kind of how I refer to them. And it's just neat to see that you guys, you know, obviously did that on your own and observed that and, and deployed it. And it's worked well for you, I'm assuming. Yeah, no, it, and it has. And then, you know, I think it's been, a, it's been an eye-opener of how, how, more, how, how much more efficient we can be. And don't get me wrong, that's why a lot of these tactical, you know, the improvements really came apart, came, came about also. It's just through that and identifying it and being more laser-focused on what we can do to make it better. Sure, no. What have been some of the biggest surprises you've seen on your lean journey? Seeing some of the 
individuals have such passion to fix what's bugging them. Okay. Uh, they get out there and have that passion to want to go after it, and how much they're understanding. And when I when I say they, it's like as a as a going after that root cause and really working hard at it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's really the big a big surprise. What I didn't expect. I thought it was going to be a you know sort of a push up hill, but once you give freedom to go after it, and you know our thing is you, you know. You can't say you succeeded until you failed, so go after it. You know, if you fail, it's okay. As right. long as you had a reason for it, that's all we're asking. And and I don't, you know, don't wait for perfection. You're never going to get there, so right. don't even do it. Just go ahead and throw it out there. Yeah, and and that was the best part. It's like you know, somebody would come in and say, "Hey, can I move this conveyor?" I'm like, you know that you can. You, you're, I appreciate you asking, but you know right. you can move it. So right. you know, I just I intend to has become a, a lot of uh, conversation around here. So they're just letting know what they intend to do. And then the other thing that I would say surprising is, you know, we, we build trust here, and that's why letting everyone know they can fail. We we got to build that trust, and we got to keep building that trust. But what I didn't, what was the surprise, I didn't realize how much, how much baggage you want to call it from other places people have mm, worked. In. Sure, the trust factor is really low, and you really have to build it up. And you know, it's like like you'd say, thirty to one, thirty, you know, good points in one bad situation or trust just knocks up, burns that forest down right, right, just right. everything's gone and you got to start from scratch so what what kind of you know different and i wouldn't even call them leaders what different types of managers other people have you know they're, mm-hmm. say they're leaders and sure. trying to get past that and get that trust built up it's really been a, a surprise a lot of lean leadership is around having a servant leadership mindset you know you're there for them to your point, not everybody came from that kind of a situation. So there is a lot of heavy lifting to, to change your culture and to get people through that. If my company were starting on a lean journey today, what advice would you give us? I would start with uh, making sure that, you know, as everyone say, that uh, all the support's ready for it. And, you know, and one of the couple things that we talk about is making sure that you are ready to generate some humility. So if you're not ready to be humble, don't do it because... You're going to have to admit mistakes. You need to understand that you don't know it all, and you've got to be ready to learn and teach and lead and and mentor. So, you know, humility is one of our core values, and it's really one that we really push because we know if you have humility, you're not being driven by ego. You're trying to help more and keep people, you know, aligned with each other. And, you know, the other other part is... uh, patience and focus and those go together with our policy deployment you know making sure you keep laser focused don't get distracted by the shiny object and, right. uh, you know making sure that you know the, we keep rowing in the same direction and it's not just to talk about it once a year that's the other big thing you know you got to make sure that it's, it's touch points continuously and you can't do it without being out there on the gimba and talking to everybody mm-hmm. no i agree 100 percent. one final thing how can we find out about you and your organization if we want to learn more. Check us out on the, at www.handsomeplastics.com and check us out and, and uh, look at our website. And, we, you know, we're always open for tours. We give tours. We've done tours multiple times. Oh, that's great. Two-second bling, and we've also done it through uh, the MAP organization. So, and, and we did AME last year when it was in Chicago, so we gave tours. So if somebody's looking for a tour, you know, give us a shout we'd be happy to give you one. Oh, that's great thanks for helping the helping the lean community out that way that's fantastic thanks so much for your time today we'd love to learn about handsome plastics and we'll call it a wrap and have a great one thank you very much Tom. appreciate it 
Thank you for joining us today. As always, we are honored to serve you, and we hope that you and your company are getting a little bit better every day. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and share it with others in the lean and business community. If you'd like to turbocharge your lean efforts, please visit us at AmericanLean.com.